Boker Tov, today's stuff is stuff Ayin Zayin in Ksubis. As we learned for our four Shlema for Yosef Yosef and Chaim Michal and Allah Ben Ruma. We're at the Mishnah, the second Mishnah actually on Ayin Zayin. We got, pardon? The second Mishnah on, on uh, Ayin Zayin. The following blemishes or blemishes that if he contracts them, we talked earlier in the, in the parak about if she had blemishes, and yesterday the first Mishnah talked about if he had blemishes, uh, so Shimon Leal says uh, small blemishes, not but big blemishes, she can force, but uh, we don't force him, we don't force him to divorce his wife if he has blemishes. That's a sheet of the Chachamim. Shimon Leal disagreed. Okay. And we said, okay, some say we pass like Shimon Leal, that if it's a major one. The Eil Shekofen so here apparently was, we'll see, does everybody agree with this? Not everybody. This is really the sheet of a mayor. Eil Shekofen Sosa, if he has the following diseases or blemishes, uh, then you force him to divorce her and give her the ksuba because it's, it's simply unfair uh, for her to have to live with that. Mukashchen. Mukashchen is a person covered with boils. Uh, Kahati translated as a leper. We'll see the different kinds of lepers or skin disease. Ubal polypos. That sounds like polyps. We'll talk about the Gemara. Hamakam is a person who is uh, basically, he's a manure uh, shoveler. We'll talk about that in the Gemara. Hamatsarif, a... a um, um, uh, a, a, a copper smith, because these things cause people to smell, right? They come home with the smell and it's very difficult to live with a person like that. So it's hard for the Maybe, right, right, maybe, yeah. Fulter, as we'll see, we'll see whether it happened before or not. Next line, see the next line. It's hard for the a copper smith. Aborsi, a tanner, all these people work in fields that cause them to smell badly. Whether, whether they had these conditions or these uh, jobs, uh, these careers, let's call them, before they got married to Ben Shemishinisu, no do, or even if they came afterwards. Meaning, you might say, well, if she knew about it before she married the guy, like you say, he was a tanner, he said he was a, he was a manure shoveler, whatever. Uh, he had these conditions or these these jobs that he did. Um, he, even if she had them before, what's her complaint? We'll see. Even though he had a condition with her up front. He said, I have this condition, or this is the job that I have. I might smell good today, but wait till I come home tomorrow. She could say, I thought I could withstand it. I liked you so much. I thought I could take it. You know, you made a mistake. I, I, I simply can't take it. It's not fair to impose that on me. I didn't know. I didn't realize what I was getting myself into. That's what Mayor says. That's what Mayor says, that in all these cases, you can be you can force him to divorce her and give her a ksuba, even if he had the condition before. In all these cases, if she, if it's just too bad, that's his job, and she has to accept it. It's not something that's unlevel. Unless he's a leper, or let's call it a skin disease, a leper, because in that case, she weakens him. In other words, having beer with him and a leper, she can't, he can't live with her because uh, just sleeping together will, will hurt him, will weaken him badly. Off with a story and see just in, this story, the mission is, is like indicating the fact that uh, that you know women can't always handle these things. Even the chum say that she has to accept it, but she doesn't have to accept it up front. She's not going into it. For example, this story, my story inside, and that's in today's Lebanon. There was a story with the tanner, Shemes, he died. He died with no children, of course. What do we know the halach is? If he has a brother, he has to perform the more chalitza. Uh, yeah, of course, they were in the, that was the family business. The uh, 
the Tanner brothers, right? They were in the Tanner business. Amr Chacham said, "Yoli Shikham, she could say lechicha yisli yichol kavu. I I could handle it with your brother. In other words, your brother, who was my first husband, I managed to live with him even though he's a Tanner. Lechayin yichol kavu, but I can't accept it with you. In other words, you can't force her to do yibum because she, it's a legitimate claim for her to say, I want the chalitza because I can't handle it. She said, but your, your, your first husband, my brother was a tanner and you live with him. Him I can handle, you know, I, I, I overlooked the, tan, the tannery, but with you, I can't handle it. That's a legitimate claim. And in that case, the chalitza would force him to give a chalitza and not evil. <coughs> so that's, yeah. The physical issues. Could be, yeah. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Issues, I guess. Right, right, right. right. And mental and mental issues are also issues, right? Exactly. <coughs> she didn't know. Right, right, right. And and we talked about what's what's <coughs> exposed and what's not exposed, right? That's exposed, like you talked we talked about yesterday about epilepsy at the top of the page, right? If it's something that's besacer or not besacer. Besaiser uh, was something that he knew it was at fixed periods. He know he you know, many people know when they're getting a um, an epileptic attack, they can they it's, it, they have some feeling and they can tell and they can go into a room and hide themselves. So that's a besaiser. Uh, but if it's um, uh, if it's something that happens all the time, she should have seen. But it depends. Maybe he's on his medicines, right? Today we have medicines for almost uh, for many of these situations, right? So it all depends on the circumstances. My about polyps. What is that? Rameyer said that those are all, Rameyer went on to say that all those things, the Chacham said only Mukashchen is something she can't live with. It's not fair to him either. But uh, what about, what is this Baal It sounds like polyps, right? Re'achachotem, it's a smell that, that emanates from the nose when there's a lot of hair there or something. It grows a special smell that comes out of the nose and that's difficult to live with. Bad breath. Rabasi learned the other way around. That Shmuel said it was bad breath. And and um, and the Brisas and the Brisa said it's the smell emanating from the nostrils. Shmuel never stopped learning the whole parak, meaning uh, it came out of his mouth. His mouth never stopped learning. So you remember that Shmuel is the one that talked about the smell from the mouth. Just as a hint, just to remember who said what. Hamakamets. What does makamets mean? My makamets. I'm Rabbi Rabbi a makamets so from a person like I said who shovels. Uh, dog manure. Mesve. How can you say? And that's so that that will cause him to get to have a smelly, uh, uh, a smelly, you know, uh, body odor. Mesve. Makamets that bursi. Bryce says that makamets is a tanner. So how could uh, Rabbi say that it's a it's a shovel it's a manure shoveler? So Tamei, we say why do you ask me kasha on Rabbi Yudah? Tikshlach Masisim. What about the mission? The mission says a makamets from Mitzarev. The Choshes Vavurs. The Mishnah says Makamets and a coppersmith and a tanner. Well, if you say that Makamets is a tanner, so you're saying the same thing twice. Makamets is a tanner and Bors is a tanner. So how could it, how can Makamets, you're asking Akashan Rabiru who says that it's a, it's a, it's a manure shoveler um, uh, from the Brisa, which says that it's a tanner. The Mishnah is also difficult. How could it be a tanner? Bors is a tanner. So Mishnah must say, I'll tell you, it's not Akash. Kambursi Gola, Kambursi Kutna. The, uh, a small a small time tanner, a small time tanner has no workers. He's very poor, and he has to dig his own manure. They use the manure in the tanning process. So, so if he was small, he was a small time tanner. He had to do everything himself, you know, like a mom and pop shop. But if he's a big tanner, so he has other workers who do it for him. So that's what we mean. The mission says. The mission says 
Makamis, you mean a small time tanner who does, he has to dig the manure himself, he has to shovel the manure himself. And the Borsi is a, is a large guy, is a large tanner who doesn't actually handle the manure. Ella Rav Yehuda Kasha, but Rav Yehuda, who says what, Mekamet, that, that a Mekamet is simply a manure shovel, he doesn't talk about a tanner at all. So it's a Kasha, the, the Bryce says that it's a, that it's a, a tanner. So it's tanoi, it's a machlokas, the tiny Mekamet, the Borsi, the Yeshem, the Mekamet, so it's a machlokas. The bright uh, that we have we have machlokes on the prices breaking down. Then my comments: Is it a tanner, or some say it's simply a manure shoveler, not for tanning purposes? So Rabbi Yehuda went like the other tanner. I'm inside the chosh of Borsi. My inside the chosh. What do you mean by a coppersmith? Ravashi Omer Chashli Deri, a kettle smith. He makes he makes um they used to make the kettles the the you know the dud what we call a dud like a dud shemesh. What is a dud shemesh? That's a big kettle, right, or a small one, a dud, whatever you call that. Um, uh, what do they call that in Hebrew? The, 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 the where you make the coffee? <laughs> yeah. Huh? Yeah. No, some guy. Yeah, but there's a word, other word for it. Huh? Yeah. Kumkum, like a kumkum, right? A kumkums. Huh? In John. Yeah, whatever. It's yeah, a kumkum. Yeah. Right. yeah. The old days. Yeah, yeah. There was a song, right? Ravashi uh, Machashli Duri. A kettlesmith. He makes kettles. They used to make them from brass and stuff like that. That's what he mean by Mitzar the Choshes, because that also involves uh, a, a a process which causes him to smell. No, it's a person who mines mines uh, copper. Uh, either way, they smell. What do we mean by It's a person who digs it up. Now, Rav comes back and says something we've discussed before. Let's say he doesn't say, uh, husband says to his wife, we had before, he could say, listen, you keep your paycheck. And I won't feed you. I'm not going to support you. You can keep your paycheck. Sometimes, as we said, her paycheck is bigger than his. So he says, you, you can do that. But here he didn't say that. Omar Ab. Omar, any Zamras, I am, I refuse. I'm not going to support you. I don't care. I'm not going to support you. Any Zamras, which is his obligation to do, as we saw, according to summits in the Torah, right? That uh, that's, uh, at least it's hinted at if it's not a favorite, if it's not considered a rice, it's certainly an asmachta and the Rabbanan certainly say you have to support your wife. If he doesn't support his wife, he's going against the Ksuba. So Yotzev eating Ksuba. So Rav said, if that's the case, just get divorced. That's it. We're not going for counseling. If he, if he refuses to support her, that's a give us Ksuba. Other Rav Lezer, Rav Lezer heard this from Rav. Omar L'Shemayi T'Kamesh Moses V'Nashmul. Omar Hachsua Sari L'Lezer. V'Lezer is repeating a memory like that. Feed him barley. In other words, let him chew on barley. Give him a dog, give him an animal food because he's talking like an animal. That doesn't make any sense. Uh, now, um, Gemara says that, um, yeah, uh, there's a Rashi on here. No, no, there's not a Rashi on here. But he says, you know, like, feed him like he's talking like animal. Why are you forcing? What kind of sense does that make? You force him to divorce her? Force him to feed her. Force him to support her. If you have to force him, you're going to whip him up. So force him already to feed her. Why are you forcing him to divorce her? Force him to feed her. But Rav says, no. Rav sheet is, I'm going to force him to feed. If you have to force your person to feed his wife, he doesn't want to support her. They're better off getting divorced. He can't live that way, always under the, uh, under the uh, you know, under the rule of the court that you got to feed her. And that's not going to be a good relationship. Rav, you can't live with a, you can't live with a snake in the same basket. It's difficult to live that way. That's Rav sheet. He saw Rav Zera. When Rav Zera went up, we always have Rav Zera went up to Eretz Yisrael. From bubble, you remember he, he made Aliyah. Ashley Rabbi Yambar Yafis, he found Rabbi Yafis, the Yosef of Kamarla, Mishmeid Rabbi Yochman, who said the same thing. He found Rabbi Yaman Bar Yafis, who was sitting and saying the same thing that Rav said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan also, Rabbi Yochanan was the 
was the Mordasra in Eretz Yisrael. And Rabbi Yochanan also said, I mean, he was at the end of Rav's, he was at the end of Rav's time, that he was like already considered a Mora, Rav's considered a ton of Yochanan was an Amora. He said, in the name of Yochanan, the same thing, that if a man refuses to support his wife, he should divorce her. Amalei. So Rav Zeira, who came from Bubble, said, you know what? For that Memra, I'll do for that. They gave Bubble to eat, you know, animal food. Uh, they gave uh, Lazar, uh, Lazar to eat animal food in Babel because he said that. So, but the point is, you see, Robin of Yochanan held that. That's that's beyond counseling. That's beyond uh, forcing. Amr of Yochanan, Amr of Asi. Different years is what this is. Argumers of Asi. Ain't Asan Opsulis. But you don't force when you when you uh, employ force. I mean, we just said you employ force if he doesn't want to if he doesn't want to uh, feed her. But he says that you only force sulos, meaning when they're when the Torah prohibits their marriage. We're not talking about things that the Rabbana. He most of these halachas are Rabbana. He doesn't do this, doesn't do that, but the Raisa, Sulos, you only force Sulos. Kamisi kind of a Shmuel, when he said this from Shmuel, Ibrahim said this, Ainasim, he said this from Shmuel, Amar, what's an example of things that are awesome in a Torah? Gone, Amar, the coin Gadol, Grusha, Chutz, the coin Hedyo, even though Chalutz is really drop on him, but things like that is always considered like a Grusha. Mamzer, Sensil, Yisrael, Basisholim, so now all these are prohibited marriages in a Torah. So in these cases, that's where we force, that's when we Sulos. But let's say something which the Torah did not say, you cannot marry her. For example, let's say let's say a man married a woman and he lived in Eretz Yisrael for 10 years, below Yolda and made children. Even though at that point he's supposed to, he's supposed to uh, take another wife, we don't force him to do that. Now you might say, why? Because in the Torah, he could just take another wife in addition, like the, like the parson that we have who lived over here. The first wife didn't have any children, so he took a second wife a co-wife, they had several wives, right? He took a co-wife at the same time. But a person, so it's Minatora, he doesn't have to divorce her, just take another wife. But since generally a person doesn't want to have two wives, so you have to divorce first one and take the second one. There we don't force. That's Nasi Sheikh. He says, you do force. You do force him. Even by a drabana, you also force. Okay, so... Ravasi started saying you only you only force in the case where they're doing something against the Torah. When other things were said, Ravan or Yochanan said you force him to give her a divorce, you force him to give her a divorce, even if he refuses to, to feed her. But Rav Tachlifa said, even if he doesn't want to divorce her after 10 years with no children. Tanana Misha said, Here are examples of where you force. See, like we talked about, a leper, about polyps, if he has polyps, bad breath. So I understand Ravasi. He says only psulos, only things which are puzzle men at Torah, like mamzer and things like that. I understand. Rabbanik Tani, the rice like Tani. We don't have to tell me that something gets awesome in a Torah, you force him to get divorced. That's everybody knows, right? If the Torah says you can't marry a mamzer and you're married to mamzer, you should divorce him. If a man is married to a man, you don't have to tell me that you force him out. It's obvious that, that he's doing something wrong. And of course, you have to encourage him to get divorced. You, you, if Besson has the power, they, they, uh, they force him to get divorced. Oh, so, well, whatever, whatever he's saying, if he's living with him, you know what I mean? Living with a man, whatever, whatever. I mean, you're doing something which Asher Torah, obviously, you question what? You have to take, for example, Cohen and who are married to Grushos, right? Whatever the reason is, they're living together. You force them if you can. If you have the power, you're supposed to do that. But, so we're not talking about the rices. The Mishnah's talking about Rabbana and things which the Torah didn't prohibit specifically like. If he's poly, if he has a bad breath or he's smelly or whatever it is, those things you can, you could, the Mishnah says you force him. Elor of Tachlifa Baravimei, point of who includes also 
being married 10 years in Eretz Yisrael with no children, that you force him to get divorced there too. That's a drop on him. So why don't you listen to us? So why doesn't the mission list that too? Mission's only talking about smelly things that you force him to divorce. Why doesn't the mission say, oh, here are other cases which are only us to drop on and you force me to divorce. I don't know why he doesn't ask about, the mission doesn't mention about uh, if he refuses to support her. Why doesn't he mention Robin or on that too? I mean, just thinking about that now, right? Why don't you just say, why don't you say that case also? Uh, it doesn't, uh, I don't know if he, he doesn't ask that, right? Okay, but he's asking, I'll tell you what the difference is. The difference is, is that when a person's married for 10 years, right, and and he doesn't, um, uh, and he doesn't have any children with his wife, and you encourage him to get divorced, you talk to him, you don't whip him up. But over here in these cases, you whip him. She is complaining, this guy stinks, I can't handle it, you know. Got to get him out of the house and all that. Then you even whip him. Maskul Rabbi has cash on that. The pasuk says in Mishlei, and Evid will not be corrected just by speaking. You have to use the whip sometimes, right? It was common in those days. But, you know, sometimes if you, if you have no choice, you have to use the whip. So that's not going to help. Uh, words don't always help. Sometimes you have to whip. Him. So what's the difference if the reason is that you're uh, that you're encouraging him to get divorced because he smells? Or he, she can't live with them, or because they have to be divorced because there's no children. In both cases, you use a whip, but I'll tell you why the Mishnah. The Mishnah is saying like this Mishnah says, listen, I can live with him. I can handle it, right? I can live with him. I don't mind. So you don't force him to get divorced. But if he doesn't have any children, then we tell him, but she says, I can live with him. You can't live with him if there's no children. So he, that's why it's not mentioned in our mission. Our mission is talking about cases which if she says, I don't object, that's okay. We're not talking about a case where even if she says, I don't object, you still have to get rid of them. And that's what you, that's the case with not having children. Ivory, Mokashkin. What about Mokashkin? That even the Rabban, Afagab, the Amra, Habinavadeh, Mokashkin, if he's a leper, and and uh, even if she says, I can live with him, I can live with him. We don't, we don't allow her. It's not Chusim Mokashkin. Mokashkin, even the Chacham say, uh, you have to get divorced because she weakens him by having beers. She can't physically touch him. <coughs> so in our mission, also we're talking about things where she, even if she says, I can live with it, you still make them get divorced. But Tony, it was still mentioned in the mission. This is now awesome. Kiamra, the Over there in the mission, let's say she says, I'll live with him. I'll stay with him. I want to be married to him. We don't have to have any beer. Uh, I'll live with him with witnesses. In other words, we'll have a chaperone. Shafkin will be allowed because the key over there is that the Chacham say, you can't force him to get divorced unless there's some terrible things going to come out. For example, he'll be weakened if he touches her. But if she says, I'm willing to live with him just as uh, not as husband and wife, we'll live in the same house and there'll be chaperone there. We allow her. Even though she says, I'll live with him with witnesses, because what are the witnesses going to do? We're just going to make sure they don't be here. That's exactly the problem we're overcoming. The problem is he doesn't have any children. Tanya, so therefore, that's why it's not mentioned on Mishnah. Tanya, Amr Yossi. This 10-year rule, we, we not only don't we enforce it, we don't even criticize it. We don't, we don't enforce it. We don't enforce it. First of all, we don't have power to enforce it. We don't enforce uh, gays and trans Because we don't talk about it because today, I, I think it's, it's today. Number one, you can't marry two women. But the question is, why didn't you force them to get divorced, etc.? There are many cases where it does happen today. We don't enforce anything today. That's number one. We don't. Okay, but I'll tell I'll you the other. The other issue is, is that is that nobody really knows what's going on in somebody's house, right? 
why why don't they uh, why don't they adopt? Why are they having treatments? Right. You know, we don't know. There's so many solutions today to the issue of perivia. Baruch Hashem, there's solutions, right? That they have uh, you have uh, machampua and you have all these different things that nobody really knows what's going on. You know, you can't, and it wasn't like the old days. The old days, you're married to a woman, there's no children, there's a problem. Maybe the problem is him, right? Not her. Right, okay, so the Shemalayza, right, right, maybe we don't, we very, okay, listen, the only solution is to get remarried to somebody else, right? Today, there's so many solutions, and people don't want to get involved in them, but there's no power anyway. They're not in power. Where do you get power? If the Chacham had power, in those days, they had power. Because, and there was, no, there was no other solution. Nobody knew what the problem was. Let me say, you know, a famous story, we don't have time, but if there's time at the end, I'll tell the story about, about that. Anyway, um, so Tanya Amar Yossi, Sochli Zokanech Man old man from Yushalayim, an old, an elder rabbi told me, there's 24 kinds of skin disease, <laughs> leopard. And all of them, having Bia is very difficult for them, weakens them. Ubali Ra'asan Kashin Kulin. Bali Ra'asan is a kind of a disease. It's called Ra'asan, it's the worst of all of them. I mean, I have, where does it come from? Rashi says, Sheretz Yeshlov Mochlet. It involves an insect on his head. Now, someone interpret that. It doesn't mean literally, it means in a figurative sense that he's nuts, you know, but, but the Gemara seems to indicate we're talking about a physical thing. What does it come from? My habit. How does a person get the insect on his brain? The Tanya, Hekas Dam, if he let blood, Vashim Vashim, then he had Bia. He'll have weakened children, very weak kids. If he, if after he lets blood, he has bia. They both let blood, the husband and the wife. There's a weakness in the head that allows insects to go into his brain. That's only if they didn't eat anything after they let the blood. If they ate something less than blood, they, their strength is renewed and it's okay. How can you tell if a person has rasen? Delfinene, his eyes water, the dive in the and his nose is running. Um, and from his mouth is he's drooling water. And there's always flies swarming around him. say, what's the how do you heal it? Amrabaya, you need to make an operation. You need a brain operation. Amrabaya, Pila Valudna. You take these kind of grasses, these kind of herbs, pila ludna, girda dakusa and ground nutshells. The gear that the ashba and hide shavings, like treated hide, hide that was you know, already tanned, and you and you have those shavings. The Cleo malka, and you take uh, clover, sweet clover. Umischla the dikla sumka, and the calyx of a red date palm, meaning a date palm that's not yet uh, ripe. and you boil them all together, boil all those concoctions together. then bring the guy into a operating room. <laughs> calls it about a marble house, meaning where there's no wind. You want to make sure that you control the environment because we're dealing with a very delicate operation over here. We're about to split his head open. The low if you don't have a marble house, meaning where where wind, uh, the wind that's protecting the wind, my little you bring him into a house, the Shev Ritni Varicha, that's got seven and a half bricks, very thick, so that the wind will not affect it. You pour 300 cups of this concoction that we boiled on his head to weaken his skull, Adarapi Arisa Democha, until the skull around his brain has been very softened up. But Karla Mocha, then they take a knife and bring the scalpel, scalpel, and they, uh, scalpel please, and they bring that and they cut his head open, right? And you bring four myrtle leaves, four little myrtle leaves to put under 
the insect's four feet. You lift up each foot and you put a leaf underneath there. Right? You lift up one foot, you put the leaf under, and you put the, and you put the uh, leg on, on, the, um, on each leaf. We'll see why you put the leaves on. So then you take a tweezers and you take the, uh, you take the tweezers and you get a hold of the insect. That's why you put the leaves under each foot because as you lift up the insect, if you don't put the leaves underneath there, he's gonna grab hold of the brain and cut into the crumen, into the membrane that surrounds, the, that surrounds the brain and it'll cause more damage. So you put the leaves under, you gently lift each leg, put a leaf underneath there. So when you lift up the, the, the insect, it won't uh, grab onto the, won't stick its, uh, its, its feet into the brain. Uh, and make sure you burn the insect to death. The low, if you don't, it'll come back. It'll come, it'll run back. Rabbi Yochan said, he's, be very careful about these flies that swarm around this, uh, this person, disease of this Rasam. Rabbi was so careful, he would not even sit in the same uh, area in the wind, in an area which had wind that could come from a Baal Rasam, from a person who was so, who, who was so stricken. And he wouldn't share the same airspace, so to speak, with, with him. Rabbi Lazar Loyal Bali would not go into the tent, not go into the room of a person who was stricken with that. They wouldn't eat from eggs that came from the same alleyway, the same area in which the Balagas, they were very careful to talk about, you know, like a, a disease or, or a, in other words, they had a hint and when they didn't understand anything about, you know, molecules and, and, and uh, the, the medicine that we have today, you know, we, we understand the small, you know, the vermin and it all, you know, all the, uh, all the diseases and what it's based on and everything, uh, they understand, but they understood that there's something, stay away from that, right? There's something in the air there that we don't know. We can't see that we can see that they have microscopes and understand what we understand today, but they need to stay away. Pardon? Right, right, go to Shrub. Rabbi Shubin Levy, now you talk about him, Rabbi Shubin Levy was a great, great Sadiq. He stood with them, he attached himself to these guys, to these people who were so stricken, and he learned Torah because the Torah protected him. Omar, he said in the Pasuk and Mishlei says about, about Torah, it says, it's a lovely, uh, a lovely uh, a, a goat and a, and a, um, uh, a graceful, uh, graceful deer. That's about the Torah. If the Torah brings grace upon the person, who, about those who learn it, protect it. In other words, he risked his life saying that the Torah will protect him. So he encouraged this person who was stricken, the leper, you know, they didn't have a leper colony to go to there. He stood with the guy, he wrapped himself around the guy and he said, learn Torah. And the Farshim say that the Torah protects you when you learn it. And uh, even, even he stayed with the guy, even when he wasn't learning. Moshe McMurray says, so the Torah protects you and saves you both when you learn it, when you, Masim told him other things protect you when you're doing them, right? But, Torah protects you even when you're not learning it. If you learn Torah, now Morris said he asked over here that um, the Rebbe Chanan asked, "What do you mean? If it's Hezek Shchiach over here, where there was, he could have caught the insect, right? He could have caught the disease, like you know, you caught the uh, uh, the, the COVID or something, right? When you have a a um, uh, epidemic, yeah, you know, it's sick. Wasn't he worried about that? With this, we say Shluchim Mitzvah in the Zakin. 
Uh, that's only when it's not Shrikh uh, Azekah. Here it's Shrikh Azekah. And he says, that's by other mitzvahs. But now when it comes to learning Torah, because as we see from this Kalva Homer, if the, if the Torah uh, brings uh, brings uh, grace on its learners, certainly it's going to protect you. Kavishachav, when he died, when he died, they told the Malachamavas, they said, do something for him. The man is a good man. Go do something on his behalf. Also, Chazla, he appeared. The Malachamavas appeared from Shimlevi. So, show me my place in Ganeda. Could we please show it to me before I die? Okay. How is he going to say? He said, by the way, uh, give me your, can I have your knife, please? Please give me your knife. On the way, you might try to scare me. I, I, can I hold on to your knife? Give me your weapon. Yavle gave it to him. When they got near Ganeda, he lifted up Rashub and Levi, and he showed him where his place is going to be in Ganeda. Shavar, Rashub and Levi quickly jumped. And he jumped over to the other side without getting the knife, without getting killed. Like he jumped over, lay the guy, as we say. But the Malcolm of still held on to his, the corner of his uh, garment, like holding on to him. Shumalevi said, I swear I'm not coming with you. Hashem said, If during his lifetime, Shumalevi had made a netter or made a shvur that he had a be mater netter on, like we're going to be mater netter soon, then he should. Take him back and let him go. Be sure on the netter. Elo, if he was never shown letter, learn out he doesn't have to go back because he doesn't have to be matur netter. You know, leave him where he is. He swears he's not coming to him and leave it at that. Amalei, Havli Sakoni. So Shmachmas says, okay, fine. God lets you stay there. Give me back my knife. He says, you don't want to give it to him. You don't want to give him back his knife. Give him back his knife. The mitzvah of Riyasa. He still needed for everybody else. The world has to go on. People have to die. You have to give him back his, his knife. Machra's Elio Kamei, Elio and Navi was there. He called out in front of Shuvah Levi, Numakum Labalavoy, Numakum Labalavoy, Balavoy, Balavi, make place, make room for Shuvah Levi. He's coming into Ganadin. Also, Ashkelov Shimon Yuko, he found Shimon Yuko, Atlas Asher, Tachtave Bisa. He found Shimon Yuko was sitting on 13 golden stools. Amalei, Atu Balavoy, are you really Shuvah Levi? Are you Balavoy? Amalei, hey, says Nirsa Keshavi Mecham. The rule is that Keshus, what is the Keshus? When we see the rainbow, that's to remind us that God will never destroy the world. That's only in a regular door. But if there's a door that has a great Sadiq, they don't need that sign. We don't need that sign. We have a great Sadiq. We don't need the sign instead. So he says, was there a Keshus? Was there in, in your time, was there ever a rainbow? Amalehain, there was. In other words, he didn't want to take credit. He was Zimkain, Yatar Balavai. Because Rabbi Shumalei was such a great Sadiq, says Rabbi Shumalei, that there was no, there would be no need for a rainbow in his lifetime. Says, are, was, he like fooled me. He says, was, are you really, uh, was there a rainbow in your lifetime? He says, yeah, there was. He said, you can't be Balavad because of Shuvah Levi, there would be no rainbow in this time. Veloi, that's not the case. That's not really happened. Veloi, uh, uh, there really was no, there really was no rainbow because of Shuvah Levi's sickness. But there was no rainbow. Shuvah Levi simply didn't want to take credit for it. He was modest and he didn't want to take credit. He knew that the reason there was no rainbow was because of him, but he didn't want to take credit for it. was the a friend of the Malachamavas. That's why she says, Oavo, he was a good friend of his. And he used to come to the Malachamavas and talk to him. When he died, go do a toba for this from Chanina Bar Papa. Also, he went to him. This Chazlan appeared to him. Give me 30 days. Come on. Give me a stay of 30 days. I can review all my learning. They say a famous line. Happy is the person who comes to the next world learning in his hand. Tamar B'yadav Rasha says in Pesachim, 
that that the Tamir Biyado, it's good when you write things down. When you write down the Torah, it stays with you. Tamir Biyado, something in your hand, something in your hand. Shafke, so he let so the Malcolm Abbas gave her, Tamir Biyado gave him 30 days. The Basas and Yaman, also after 30 days, he came back as Chazi appeared. He said also, like, like Mishim Levi said, show me my place. Can you show me where I'm going? Can I have your, can I have the knife also? Can I have the knife? Because uh, maybe you're going to scare me on the way. What do you want to do? Like Mishim Levi, you want to take my knife and then not return it? Is there anything that says in the Torah that I haven't done? What are you suspecting me of, uh, of stealing? Is there anything that I haven't done? Amalei. Did you do what Yeshua Malavi did to, to attach yourself to a person who has stricken with Rasan and learned Torah? Even so, even though even he hadn't done that, when he died, there was a pillar of fire that did not allow all the other people around him to come near the to come near the beer. Pillar fire, bangdi day laalma to everybody else. The Gemir, we have a tradition, the Lomafika Mudanara, El Lachadara, Olitrambadara, that a a fire, a, a pillar of fire does not appear to separate the deceased from everybody else, only for one or two people in generation. So that's how great Rukhanina Papa was, that even though he didn't uh, he didn't do what Shumalevi did, but still a pillar of fire there. Kavlagabe. Came near him near the beer. Please extinguish the fire so the Chachamim who are here will be able to uh, to uh, eulogize you properly. He didn't listen. For your father's honor, do it. Do it for yourself that you should have some honor that people should be masked you and be osik and, and bury you properly. You, you need that. It's not like the fire, the fire was extinguished. Amar Abaya. La Puke. Um, uh, this exclusive person who was not kind, in other words, somebody who was not even the kind who did everything in the Torah except for one little thing. That also, uh, um, when we say the fire appears for somebody, it appears for everybody, even a person who, who didn't, who left one little thing out, uh, that, that they also the fire wouldn't appear for him. What about you? Does that actually from you, the Luis Le Maka? You don't have a Maka. We just learned it the other week in the Torah, right? You have this Maka You have to have a fence around your on, on your roof that people shouldn't fall off. And you didn't keep that in the Torah below you. That's not what happened. He had a fence. The wind had blown it down right at that moment, and he didn't get a chance to put it up again. But otherwise, he really was in kind of the whole Torah. Why in Bavel are there no people stricken with that disease of Ra'asan? Which affects the uh, brain, etc. Nesha Ochlin, Tardin, because they they eat beets. Veshos and Shecha Shalismi, and they drink beer that's made from hops from the from the Hismi tree. Amar Yochum Neima Emet Saram Bavel. Why are there no lepers in Bavel? Nesha Ochlin, Tardin, because again they eat beets. Veshos and Shecha, and they drink beer. Rochtan Epras, and they and they wash in the in the Euphrates uh, River. And that keeps them from having these diseases. That will complete this paragraph. And we'll pick it up here tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah.